can can you get insurance life insurance policies out on on your own children? Dude, imagine that. So you've got your two kids insured, <laughs> and then suddenly they're signed up for the Rottnest swim, <laughs> crossing the crossing. <laughs> and they're doing parasailing. <laughs> they're, they're jet skiing, jet skiing out <laughs> in reefy areas. No, man, you can't. I've looked into the insurance thing. It's a very sticky area. It's hard to get any of policies. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to Bueno, bueno, allá, no. Buenos nachos. Buenos nachos. Buenos nachos, uh, our, our Patreon's in Spanish now. Just I another level cool, of... That's very cool. Another level of difficulty to sign up. They've got to know Spanish. <laughs> I think that's just you, ma'am. I was looking at it before, it's not in Spanish. Oh, well, that's good. It's good to see that my phone has now been... Hacked in. Your phone's in Spanish, dude. <laughs> it's Espanola phone. Oh, uh, dude, you know, you know, I dropped my phone and it made a perfect hole. It made a circle just on the camera. Smashed just the camera hole. Like there's a, <laughs> there's a hole, like, you know, like a snail would eat through a leaf. Yeah. Dude, I don't know if these new headsets are going to give us that viral. You've got that viral touch. What do you mean? What do you th- what do you mean? I'm only joking. We we've g- long since given up on that now. We've got <laughs> You know like um in the stockade, the Eureka stockade, we've got 300 of us hold up and we will do our transphobia inside in a little group <laughs> in a little whisper, Chinese whispers. We should have called our pod Chinese whispers. And then whenever whenever someone gets offended, we just go like, "Oh no, nah, the word just changed." It's like what happens in Chinese whispers. It wasn't offensive. It was just uh, you said it, you said it, you said it, and then it came out offensive. Do you remember putting slurs into the Chinese whispers and then people were like, oh, my God, giving gobby to your mum's your mom's a whore. How did that come out? And you're like, because you just say anything into people's ears. We will all be learning Chinese soon enough. It'll be mandatory. Yeah. Why would you learn it on your own time? Mandatory Mandarin. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're on, we're on. Now we're cooking. No, but dude, I love Chinese whispers because no one ever seemed to work out what was going on. As in, do you know what I mean? Like no one worked out that there was one person just saying horrific shit to the third person's They ear. must have known it was you because you would have been laughing maniacally the entire game. Howling. I was always howling like, in that little in that little crisscross applesauce circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, your daddy left two years ago, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? I said I went to the shop to buy a thing, and it says your dad Eric left two years ago because he doesn't <laughs> love you. And they're like, that is crazy. It's like uh, the seance. Do you know where someone moves it crazily? Yeah, yeah, the Ouija board. And there's actually two bullies. Just scaring the other five. And then 20 years later, that naive fool's still on a podcast and the two bullies are laughing going, <laughs> he still went for it. And they're like, no shit. It was five of us. We'd all jacked each other off. We were in underwear. We played Ujibard. And it was moving and it said, my dad Eric left because he doesn't love me. And I'm like, they didn't realise that there were three people howling and then high-fiving. <laughs> And filming your reaction. And when they rang the next day, you're like, am I on speaker? No, no, you're not on speaker. <laughs> you could hear other people laughing. Mm. So what happened then with the pillow? Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, I just couldn't believe the pillow moved. Uh, and then you could hear them like, put it off speaker. <laughs> we, they can hear us laughing. Do you, know, do you remember those? Yeah, man. Giving All of it was a prank, mate. A lifelong belief in ghosts caused by a Ouija board prank in, uh, in high school. Almost every ghost is uh, just a gullible indicator. So they've either been pranked 
or they believe stories. Mm. And it's pretty much how they should be a register so that Fox door-to-door salesmen know who to hit. Do you know? Like, if you are... They, that This is how that Foxtel used to get our door-to-door sales. You'd look for ghost websites and conspiracy <laughs> theorists, and then you'd go around and go like, here we go. I think most Nigerian scams just hit up ghost believers, UFOs, the truth is out there, and then download that and then cold call these people. Yeah, man. Fuck, fuck the uh, census information, like where do they work, what the, what the income is, what the really. What you yeah. need is, do they believe in ghosts? Oh, uh, dude. That's, that's how you get it, man. Absolutely. Have they, have they had an encounter with extraterrestrials? Any, like, angels, do they believe in, did, did, they see, did they see a white light and a, and a calming voice and a woman in a robe when their mum passed away? <laughs> when I run my company, that would be my instruction to HR. I'm like, do a background check, see if they believe in ghosts, because if they can believe in ghosts, they can believe in me. <laughs> we can rip them off. If this idiot, if she believes in ghosts, she'll also believe that her pay rise is coming. <laughs> I'm like, no, absolutely. Dude, we can string this. If, if you're a UFO, you're into UFOs, mm. that is your dream mid-level employee because mm. you can tell them, yeah, look, hey, we've had to do pay cuts because uh, we're tightening our belt. And they're like, that's weird because I saw you in a Porsche with like, fuck, fuck them all number plates. And you're like, no, no, we're tightening our belt. That's why we went to the conference in Maldives to discuss tightening the belt. <laughs> and she's like, but what do you mean you're tightening the belt? We're, we've renovated the office. So you've got a, an ice bath under your desk that you can slimp into. It's always like the aliens abducted me and they stuck stuff up my ass because mm. anything else, I think you're like, if the, if the aliens abducted you and, uh, and they sucked you off, you'd have everyone out there like in crop circles <laughs> oh, out, trying to get taken away. There has to be a gay panic thing. Yeah, yeah. It can't be that the aliens, the aliens abducted you and they gently caressed your balls while they sucked you off. It's a, but it's hard to get people to believe because I was I tr- you try to tell people you've abducted aliens and then it just sort of falls away the wrong way. <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you whisper into some woman's ear, "I've been abducting aliens." <laughs> <laughs> they, they're so confused. They're like, "How do you get them?" And like, "Shh, I've got some in my shed." <laughs> and then you just show a room with Beanie Babies. <laughs> yeah, they move. If you have a, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. Um, Something different. Because you'd have a few people out there like, man, this is, I've heard these aliens, they, they give you a good prostate massage, it sounds nice, let's get out there, in the crop circles, rolling around, hoping to be picked up. But you have to inspire fear. They're not returning you if they've travelled that far. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't go out for cigarettes and drive for three days and then leave, just have a look at it and leave it in the You thing. don't like, leave the cigarettes. If you fly 40,000, if you can able to cross the universe mm. and you find some fucking idiot hillbilly and you load him into your thing, I don't think you're worried about Crime Stoppers or that you're on CCTV. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, let's take it home and get it to dance for us in between our alien TV shows. Mm. That was the early slave thing. Most of, they always bring someone back from the country that they, were, they would end up taking control of. That without doubt, every country that's been um, taken over by the English, they loaded up that ship with five of them to dance for the High Court. <laughs> that's a well-known fact. There are five people from every country that did reverse immigration and ended up in England dancing on tables and then being fed cucumber sandwiches on chains. Didn't that happen? <laughs> uh, man, I remember that movie... Uh... Remember that movie about Queen Victoria where she had um, some brown guy uh, who followed her around all the time. He was like the best friend, but I don't know yeah. how. Uh, I don't know how accurate that film was. <laughs> Dude, it was accurate. It was accurate because there's there's um Billy Billy the slave, or there's some story, and he's like short back and sides, and they educated him, and it's the early stolen generation beginnings. Like they were bring mm. they brought a guy in. Forget his name. I should remember it because it makes me look hostile to his life. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that there were a few people brought 
the other direction back. But what I'm saying is the aliens would have done that. There's definitely like a housewife in Pluton right now <laughs> just <laughs> fucking freaking out, eating like barnacle salads, <laughs> freaking the fuck out, just wishing that she could watch uh, Dimmick's Home Direct again. Just furious that she can't get Master Cleaner on the television now. Oh, Master Domestic Goddess, <laughs> season 10. Dude, it's the only thing that makes sense, man. They've done MasterChef. The new one is Dessert Masters, and then you have to keep pushing out. What happens after the after the meal? It's dishwashing time, motherfucker. Oh, dude. <laughs> Get on your hands and knees. Someone's dropped a bottle. Bubble gum's been put in the upholstery of your Datsun, and you've got to go in there. You've both got three minutes to do your best, <laughs> and they're in there. Do you know yeah. spittle? And rubbing it with their fucking fluoride from their teeth or whatever the fucking. I love the I love the idea that you are that you're a Channel Ten executive, and after you've got like a, you have a group of five people that you've that you've <laughs> that you've convinced to clean your car out. Hey! You've, you've set up a couple of the cameras. They're like, this is this. There's a real skeleton crew for this one, and you're like, oh, it's just a pilot. Don't worry. We'll see if it if it takes off. Now, really, get your fucking elbow into it. <laughs> I've worked out where the um. Conspiracies start with old wives' tales, you know, where they think that there's, they've got a miracle secret that, that people wouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? This is the early inception of it, that if you put onions in a sock and sleep, <laughs> that's going to cure your pneumonia or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like The fact, once you start believing that all of science would overlook something and you can go to Coles and get onions and put them in sh- in uh, slippers and sleep at night and get rid of black lung, that is when you're a vulnerable <laughs> to, to, to influence. Like th- these people thinking that there's loopholes, that they're all whispering down at the shops like they've got these in twisted forked tongues with these little rules that you can get um, gum out with semen, and fuck knows, do you know these fucking crazy fucking shit that that as if as if if you could find out if onions in a sock like you wouldn't just get them from Chemismart like they like you know what I mean like if any of this worked it just is false hope and it's where aliens come from and it comes from all of it the fact that Mama thinks she's got a special pasta recipe when she, it's just basically do you know tears and alcohol or whatever the fuck goes in there yeah. but I'm like anything good has been captured for money. <laughs> because if, if you could put onions in socks and fix pneumonia, then guess what? The big farmer will have sock onion. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not missing shit. Any profit is taken. There's not like a secret handshake community where you know how to get gum out of a seat and the big companies are just like, ah, don't let anyone find out. <laughs> That red wine gets rid of white wine stains. <laughs> don't let that. Don't let. Dude, I told someone that the reverse because it's meant to be white wine. Yeah. Oh, no, I made that up. You can tell because white wine doesn't stain. I was trying to do a pranky joke. I'm trying to reverse ideas to see if they, if they stick. Telling people I abducted aliens. Telling that I convinced a woman to put red wine on a white wine stain. But then I'm like, white wine doesn't stain. <laughs> so... It's, this is this is where I fall into in comedy, just reversing ideas to see if it if it makes sense. <laughs> it's desperate. Do you know we just got to update? We were doing um, a split bill called Nangs and Gangbangs. It's three people, and we were dressed. I was dressed like the country roads thing with a sweater, looking like a dork. And we got the update on our venue while I was in the break between these pods. Just a minor change, just to let you know. Instead of five thirty. We'll need you at 4.30 start to clear up the theatre for the show after. I'm like, just a little minor change that we're doing it in the middle of the day now. One hour is not a minor change. The worst part is I'm on the group chat going, deal breaker, fucking hospital pass, fuck off. Tell them to go get fucked. And they're going, well, I think it's all right. <laughs> you know, if you want to make an issue out of it. And I'm like, it's grubby shit. To tell us when there's only the deadlines today, to tell us three hours before the deadline that instead of 5.30 start, it's 4.30. Is that unethical? It's not great, man. Just one minor alteration that it's an hour earlier 
and the sun will be up for another four hours. We're already pushing at 5.30. Yeah, well, what days are you doing the show? Like, is it weekdays as well? Saturday, Saturday. Okay, Saturdays. I'm not doing no fucking 4.30 show. I'm not part of the fucking Wiggles. Saturdays, honestly, Saturdays probably doesn't matter too much, man. Uh, well, guess what? 5.30, pre- 5.30 is 4 to 30, man. What are you talking about? It's the same. Uh, go, do I look like the fucking green wiggle? I'm not performing <laughs> daytime comedy about cancer. Dude, you were performing daytime comedy before. 5.30 is the same thing, man. Like, the sun's up. You might as well. Guess what? People don't realise how hurt I've been, like, how quickly I'll abandon this fucking poster. What, we got some f- headshots? I'm like, put them in the bin. I'll shred them live online. You know what? <laughs> Not every show has to come to be. I'm like, it's way better now to tell them to suck a dick and leave them with a big hole. Do you think? Then I was going to perform to 30 people. I'm like, you know what? Suck a big one, cunt. I think if you were performing at 5.30, you were basically performing at 4.30. And this is the thing with your comedy, man, is you're slowly inching closer and closer to it being a uh, lunchtime entertainment. Well, you, you know what is good is I leave it to the last minute, but also I don't network hard enough. Because guess what? I won't catch up for cheese wheels with random fuckheads with purple fringes. Sorry. I don't want it to have a, be in a WhatsApp chat with uh, a group of um, hippies. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, man. I don't network enough. I'm sure what happened is exactly what you said when I had the, when, when it was random cancellation of the rental inspection. I'm sure that they finally worked out in the shared split bill that I was on the bill. And they said, ah, <laughs> oh. it's the same like when you get a corporate and they say, how much? Do you charge? And we're like $200,000 to come and do your farm, fucking wedding farm show. Ten grand a minute and then see if they'll take it. 4.30. But you know what? Oh, whoa, sad. Guess I don't get to be part of the freak show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, it'll go ahead without you and it'll be magically at 5.30 again. Uh, It'll be amazing. I... uh, the fe- another fe- oh, festival missed. I'll cry. <laughs> a gathering of the clowns. I get to miss out on one juncture. Oh, weep, weeping in the lake. Who gives a fuck? So boring. Watching sad people cling on to a dream, an impossible dream. <laughs> you know, the community gives them hope. That's why they get excited. Because there's three other, 300 other deluded people gathering mm. in one place mm. that just refuse to accept mediocrity and move on. <coughs> I mean, when you actually, you should get like honest feedback on these festivals. I think 95% of these shows are fucking lackluster and disappointing for most people. Do you know what I mean? Because it's implausible that, that they're interesting because I follow a lot of these people on Instagram and I'm like, there's no way they're pulling it together for an hour show when they can't. Well, I mean, not that my Instagram's better. I'm not saying I'm better, but I'm saying there's no way that they're suddenly getting interesting randomly in a festival when they've not managed to do it any other time. I, st- I mean, I'm still curious. Why are you doing? Why are you doing a split bill, man? Like you're too many years in. Because I just I don't want to write anymore, man. I only want to do the pod, but people refuse to download the pod. <laughs> I just do the premise in the pod. It's enough. I don't want to own it. I've got all these fucking bits that we're trying to take from the pod and I'm like, what's the point? It's good enough. Close enough. Do you think? Yeah, sure, yeah. I, I want to go back to the uh, to the alien ghost thing. I wonder if anyone steals that. Do you know what's been crazy? I have seen my pre- premises from our pod come into stand-up. Yeah. That's sad. Why? Why is it sad? Someone listening to this shit that's not even popular... Oh, you mean someone stealing our premise? Trying to refashion something that's already shown no market interest and failed. (laughs) Trying to refashion that into their show. (laughs) What chance? So I'm fishing with an old boot and then they're trying to take the shoelaces off that boot and put them on their rod (laughs) and see if they can catch a fish. (laughs) What a sad spiral to hell (coughs) it is.
I want to go back to the ghost thing, man. That was good. What's the ghost bit? The ghost thing we were talking about, people believing. Those are the and those those being the people that you need to target for door to door sale. I like that a lot. Oh, dude. That's real good. The aliens, that's good too, man. Dude, my favorite prank is with kid where they the whole family tries to make them disappear and then everyone acts like they did disappear when the blanket comes up. <laughs> yeah, you cover them with the sheet, you pull the sheet off and everyone's like, where did he go? Dude, dude, it's it's like the same, like I put that clip up where um, someone uses, uh, it looks like um, Pennywise and then he's got a chainsaw and he puts it near this little baby and terrifies it. And I'm like, it is so horrific. But then I did how laugh. But then when I, I got a lot of messages from people going, oh, that's fucking, that's bad. And I, I know too far, just giving an, uh, an awareness, do you know, like the, sort of alerting people to what's out. Do you know what I mean? Like I just rolled immediately as if I hadn't find it amusing. Do you know where you just go like, yeah, I know, too far, disgusting, hey? <laughs> just put it up there as a warning. But I laughed. But I'm like, that's really a certain temperament where you laugh, where you see an eight-year-old girl pushed into tears because she thinks her family can't see her. (laughs) (laughs) But then I do feel bad. I do feel remorse about that stuff. No, you don't. You don't feel remorse. I do after. No, you don't. No, because then I think I'm a monster. Yeah, but you are a monster. I'm not, dude. I'm loving. Maybe you feel, if anything, you feel bad for being a monster. You've got to tell kids at school. If, uh, you know, you tell your son, oh, you don't believe in ghosts. Well, then where's his daddy? He disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Set them up with real heavy burns. <laughs> Do you think it's good to get the burns? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really giving them, loading, loading your kid up with, the, with that good ammunition. Oh, dude, my boys lead by example. We had racket. We had stickball. Yeah. And the boys had been getting thrashed. And then we walked past a little boy and he said, um, Aha, we beat you. And I go, you've been playing for years, you're fucking off. Or I said something like, <laughs> as in like, he was very shocked. I've got to think of the wording because this is what makes a podcast good. <laughs> is to have a witty rapport and make it seem like I said something funny. Fuck, we need to lift. Do you know what I mean? That was the moment where... I thought if I set it up, I would tag it correctly. Yeah. I did say something funny, but I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what this pod's become. Just rest assured, it was funny. (laughs) Rest assured, in the moment, it was very clever. Oh, my boy laughed and the kid was startled and shocked. There you go. Do you know we've had so many come up short on this pod so often where you set it up for the riff... And then you scramble and you're like, oh, this is why we can't go viral. Do your kids have a lot of, like, are there a lot of other kids at the school who have had terrible tragedies, dead parents? And, like, how often are they getting to employ these really sick burns on their... Well, uh, what's happened is a lot of people say don't swear around kids. And I'm like, well, why? Anthony Robbins used it. A swear word startles a slave into submission. So I'm like... (laughs) Yelling, go fuck yourself to a teacher. Slaves, man. (laughs) Yelling, go fuck yourself is a good thing that for a five-year-old to take control of a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, swear words are like dog whistles. That's why they say don't use it because it's a hidden. It's a hidden slave. It's too commanding. It's too much fun. If you yell like, "Oi, zip it." Fuck it! Fuck it! <laughs> what they go? Don't use it because it's actually the the dog whistle of a slave. If you want to control a slave, you swear at it. If you go to the shops and go, move it, fuck with. <laughs> you know, like most people will respond. And what happens? Billionaires know. If you talk to Anthony Rollins, you hear all of them. They swear the whole time. Everyone goes, oh, whatever you don't swear, and it's because it's a dog whistle for a slave. You want to control a slave? You say, <laughs> don't say it. <laughs> can't say it can't say it no but you know what i mean like you want to take a control of eight slaves the quickest way to do it is with swear words because they just jarred into but how many ho- horrific tragedies uh your your kids friends or people that i assume other children that your children are bullying i i try pro there's not as many traumas as i want because i'm like oh he seems quiet 
Had some trauma, has he? <laughs> you know, anything you'd like to share? Any triggers I need to be aware of? I just imagine you chaperoning. You're all that. You're all at the zoo or whatever, and you're going around kid by kid, going, "What is your is your dad still with us? Is yeah, yeah? Is I'm mommy, like, mommy I'm like, and daddy live in the same house? <laughs> I'll be like this. Hey, oh, Shelby seems withdrawn. Has he? He's had a bit going on. Has he? Anything I should be aware of? Any obvious triggers from his past? <laughs> Oh, interesting. Interesting. A weird relationship with an uncle that you're still trying to get to the bottom of. Okay. Noted. 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 And a little move. All of it then fed back to my boys. Fuck him up. He's been fiddled with. <laughs> He's pigeon toed. He had an operation. I'm feeding it all to my boys to take control of the playground. I'm like, he was cleft lip. He's had surgery. You can barely moke out the hairline uh, stitching. But let to know he, how his, he was bung-eye at birth. You let him know that on the fucking basketball court. I get the mums in, to confess to me and then I feed it to my boys to take control of the yard. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I'm a conduit to popularity. Those boys are going to rule them. <laughs> and you know what? They're going to Joe Rogan them all. They're all going to be on drugs and there'll only be two kids in the whole school that haven't touched drugs. My two, who are just the dealers. <laughs> the dealers <laughs> will have taken control of the school. Are yours, uh, are yours bullies? Which one's the, b- the biggest bully? Bullies aren't born. Bullies are made. Yeah. So th- they're, under, they're under my tutelage and we are creating... Monsters. <laughs> they flared their teeth at me and there's only they you never flare at the alpha and the pack, but the teeth must be flared at any other <laughs> swear and I assume when you're sitting on them and they've got their teeth out, you're going, Good boy, good boy, get mad, get mad, get mad, remember this tomorrow in the playground. Swear and flare is our catch cray. <laughs> <laughs> swear and flare is how you take control of a slave. <laughs> if if the swearing doesn't do it, flare your teeth and push them back into their cages. Pa, 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 how's mummy's cage? How's daddy? You don't call, I don't even, they don't even call it, where's your house? My boys ask, where's your cage? <laughs> Do you have a cage near the school? Can I come round to your cage for dinner tomorrow? Oh, that's cute. You got a swimming pool out the back of your cage. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that quaint? Is, what, what company is your dad slave for? What what name is it? Rio Tinto on his shirt or BHP? Which of the uh, which of the beasts control your little nymph dad? Man, do you see um, you see this stat? Uh, one third of Canadians fine with prescribing assisted suicide for homelessness. That is so. <laughs> That's pretty I, grim, <laughs> dude. That is Clockwork Orange thing. Like to just put them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's yeah, shocking. Yeah, the results were contained in a recent poll uh, probing just how comfortable Canadians were with the current state of the country's medically assisted uh, dying regime. So what do you do? You give them a sleeping bag, but then you zip it the whole yeah, way up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> they suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's, it's, it's airless, and you just see it sort of blow up like a bullfrog, and then deflate. Pushing one of their little cardboard houses into a river, man. Oh, dude, I feel bad. I don't like to talk of um, the outdoor people. <laughs> what do you mean, man? They're camping, dude. Well, we're hitting cancer. We're hitting out to a thing. I just want to be more positive in the world. I don't want to be hitting and chipping paint of everything in this realm. Sometimes I want to paint a fence rather than strip a fence. A, a, a third, man, a third are like, yeah, homeless. That's a good reason to to prescribe euthanasia. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Put them down. Dude, well, it's always that Futurama suicide booth. Would be so good. This is, like, listen, man. One third of Canadians are apparently fine with prescribing assisted suicide for no other reason than the fact that the patient is poor or homeless. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Dude, that's, I, well, you know, your body, your choice. (laughs) Or someone else's body, also your choice. (laughs) Assisted suicide's basically murder. Hey. But they've elected to have it done. Well, no, it just says prescribed. 
<laughs> prescribing suicide for no other prescribing dude i love the idea of prescribing suicide like you go into a doctor and you're like i've lost 1.4 million yeah, i don't yeah, feel yeah. good it's not every i feel i feel hurty i've got worry tummy all the time and the doctor is like well look i'm gonna prescribe suicide for you he's like listen <laughs> listen there's a treatment it's it's some people consider it extreme, but I think in your circumstance, <laughs> it's the perfect yeah. ointment for your ailment. We've found a cure. Yeah, <laughs> we've actually found a solution for a man like you. <laughs> it's a sleeping bag in the cold winter's air, zipped zipped to the top. It's it's um it is an option. It would be amazing to see how many because the simulation there's implied value to it. But it would be nice to see the statistic of how many people would tap out immediately out of the game. Not you know tap I mean? out. They, they, no, no, not tap out. They're, they're how many people are happy for uh, to just be putting homeless people down for being too poor? No, but but put it this way: they never. You know, in a Mr. Beast video, and they're like, anyone that leaves now gets a Tesla. They should have options like that in life where they go like anyone that leaves now, their kids get to go to private school. <laughs> anyone that's willing to fucking end it now. And you could just, rich people could be in lines. Anyone that's willing to jump out the line and hang them, you know what I mean? Like mm. you're giving suiciders options. It's never, it's never on the table. It should be regularly, you should be consulted and go, hey, if you're willing to end it now, both your boys can go to top private school and they'll get cars. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I've had a conversation at a bank before. They make them really uncomfortable where they were talking about life insurance policies. And I just kept probing on the suicide bit. Dude, it's twelve months. Twelve months. We don't pay out for uh, uh, for suicide. And you're like, tell me more about that bit. How long? What can I do? What What if someone else? And you come up with scenarios. You're like, what if? Uh, what if it's like a car off a bridge situation? Like, how do you determine? Dude, this is what I'm going to get my boys to do. What you can you get life insurance on other people? So you pick five of the weaker kids at the school, <laughs> and you realize my son has life insurance policies on all of them, <laughs> and he bullies them. Mercilessly pushing for that payday. <laughs> and we got a board. <laughs> payday loans. And we're like, no, but is there, can you get, is it a crime? Like that mushroom lady did it. Can you get life insurance? <laughs> Obviously, she killed them. <laughs> but verbally. I wonder, I wonder if you can, I wonder if you can take a, like, take a bank manager out and they're like, like on a little day trip and you're, you're pointing out different homeless people. No, no, well, what about, that's mean, but what about clumsy friends? And you just go, you're like that one, that guy that's struggling to get his key in the car door. I want an insurance policy on him. I've seen him reversing. He's got a blind spot. That's going to clean this bitch up. Can I take. Uh, can you get a life insurance bonus on a clumsy friend? Let's see. Clutsy friends. Can I take out life insurance on anyone? <laughs> dude, that's that's a dude, great. It's a bit terrifying because out uh, life insurance. The first, all the suggestions are my husband, my mum, my ex-husband, my dad, my partner. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, how good is this though? Just imagine if you had a, you're like the Warren Buffett of life insurance policies and you can just pick people and you're like, fucking 19 year olds. I told you, dude, his skin was paper thin, buddy, call of the day, 2.8 mil payoff. A 16 year old. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if you could just survey the populace and just bring in ID cards and go, oh, I've got 12. Policies I'd like. There's a woman in Minkathara. There's a man on Rottnest Islands, the boat keeper. There's a man that collects trains from Mirabuka. There's two twin children. They look in a perfect situation, but I just don't like. There's a funny vibe I'm getting. I'm getting a funny feeling. You need them to agree, apparently. Like, you can't do it without their knowledge. But aside from that, if you can get oh, to, if you get them to sign a piece of paper, you can get a, a policy on it. Oh, they've got to agree. So you can't just basically. Do you know how like you play that game where you take down number plates? You can't just be down at a park asking people what their name is and just trying to put it on a form. <laughs> <laughs> you need them to. You need them to agree with it. That's it. Why do they need to agree? Yeah, they need to. They need to provide like a personal statement, like a signed, verified. But it's not that difficult to get someone's signature, man. Like. That's that's easy, dude. Well, it is. 
It Why? is when a stranger comes up to you and says, I want to take a life insurance policy out of you. You need to sign this form. <laughs> You're going to be, <laughs> going to be Man, very that would, give, that would give someone nightmares. They would lie awake at night for a while. Yeah, I've got a out there question for you. It's, it's, you know, don't be freaked out, but I'd really like to take out a life insurance policy for you and your husband. It's no one signing that. That would be great at a friendly barbecue. You're talking to someone, they're like, yeah, I love adventure sports. I'm surfing all the time. I'm rock climbing. I'm hiking. And you come, you swing back around an hour later and you've got some documents prepared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think yeah. you're a good runner, my man. Please sign these. <laughs> I know we've just met, but Jeffrey, I reckon you've got what it takes to pay a double. <laughs> oh, mate, it is actually, um, do you know when they're trying to go fund me and raise money? It, it, would, it would be smart, you know, where that guy's paddling across the Pacific. Yeah. Is to have life insurance policies as well and go, the real payday is if he loses traction out there <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> he'll actually, he'll cure Leprosy or whatever the fuck they're trying to raise money for. Yeah, man. Essentially a long weekend death pool. If you can get one of them going, ooh, maybe. Oh, dude. You're in an Australia Day, dude. Everyone's in the spa. One of them's a bit clumsy. They fall over while they're oh, uh, hopping out. You think, man, I've got to get that guy Siggy. There was a classic story where it happened with an English pub and they had got the, the guy that drank, a homeless guy, and they'd got him to um, sign the life insurance. But then they were trying harder and harder to give him free drinks. He'd sleep out in the cold. And I think I think they got him wasted and got him to sleep out in the cold and he died. And then they said that they contribute to the death. I think they dragged him from the pub fire. Out. They basically, they couldn't kill him. They had a life insurance policy. Uh, look it up. And he was like a cockroach. He just wouldn't die. And they, they, they basically like, come on, it expires in three weeks. We've got it. Just drag him. <laughs> and I think they, they ended up just beating him to death near the bins and it voided it. Where does fault like start, start and end? Because if, you, sure, like, honest, you, if you're giving drinks to the homeless guy that you've taken the policy out on, uh, sure, I, I see. I see what they're talking about. But what if you are? What if you're the nagging wife of uh, of some guy who's about to go yeah, hang himself yeah. out in the garret, and you finally tip him over the edge just by? Dude, imagine, imagine if you found that out and you realised your wife had been paid to nag you more than normal. <laughs> That's, do you know what I mean? And you're like, she never shuts up. And then you find out there's a team of. People that have been funding her to make it even worse. And she's actually going, I'm sorry, dude. I've been paid for the last two years. I didn't really care about that towel as much as I made out. I'm part of the team. We're a syndicate. Imagine after the husband does kill himself that you're then tasked with following the wife around. And then in court you're going, look, this is, she actually, you, we're actually not going to be paying you out because you are too irritating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had someone follow you for a week and you will not stop nagging. You're at the gym. You contributed You're complaining to this. that this woman's in the way. She's left a, she's left a wet oh, towel mate, on the floor. That would be, well, we have to make it as a guy so it's not misogynistic. So there's a guy sure. being mean to the girl. Okay, what sure. I'm saying well, to you, yeah, we've, we've followed you around. Your wife killed herself, sure. But no, it, no, we no, think your wife it's killed actually, yourself. Because of the guy. Yeah, your wife killed herself. We actually think it's your fault. Harry, you're too too much of a pain in the ass. You're always you're always nagging. And then he Harry's arrested for the manslaughter of his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As case precedent, and they go like, You were relentless. Sometimes you woke him up during the night to let him know about a dripping cap. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what he did to you. What he did to you, Stephanie, we've always got to flip it now to be progressive. What he's done to you, <laughs> haggling and nagging you. Yeah, yeah. Be- Bethany's killed herself and, and four, or, four or five of her closest friends and family have taken away <laughs> for, for being responsible. <laughs> her siblings, her husband. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the saddest thing where you get the payoff and then – they say you contributed to his death. <laughs> like, what do you mean? And you're like, you're insufferable. Even the way you've contacted us in the phone. We're only paying out a half of it. There's, you've contributed it. You never shut up. <laughs> do you know? And there's paperwork. The <laughs> yeah. nag clause. The nag clause. 
And then they're like, well, you're not getting paid out because you've contributed because you've been a pest. You're confused. Like, why is why is the insurance company sent this investigator around to spend to spend three weeks living with me? He's in the car, he's carpooling to work with me. He's always scribbling notes. I don't know why. He scribbles a note every time I sing along. Every time I sing along to the radio, he's making oh, little you're notes. Singing like, my girl, we go. Bad singing. We've invoked the Tootsie Fly. Claws, you've been a pest. Tootsie Fly, Claws is invoked. You've been designated as a Tootsie Fly that's just a general fucking pest. around, And the payout is reduced by 80%. Do you know, that's so good. Little annoying things. Humming. Humming has been identified. Morning hum is identified. When you're hanging the laundry... In the jungle. Every time he got out of the shower, he'd crack his fingers. They've got a staticky recording of you humming in the jungle, the mighty jungle, <laughs> as you're folding laundry. You're playing it for a jury. The jury goes, three minutes the jury deliberated. They came back and said, no money for you. Too annoying. <laughs> we, oh. We'd all, everyone on the jury agreed that they would kill themselves as well. Jeff, you asked... Where you have have anyone seen my my squash keys? <laughs> Every day for a year has anyone seen my squash racket? And once you hit a certain number of times, have you seen my sports bag? Have you seen my sports bag? On the twelfth run, you invoke the Tootsie Fly claws. <laughs> You're at home. You're at home. You're chewing on your nails, and you spit one over. It lands on your wife's lap. She looks down, and your phone goes off, and you get an email from your insurance company telling you that your policy is invalid. <laughs> do you know what they do? Is you can't even get insurance. You're newly married, and they're like, "This is a a Tinder box." <laughs> <laughs> we are not insuring this. This relationship is flawed. She is a Tootsie Fly. He's a pest. There's no way we're insuring this. This thing is fucking doomed. On the wedding day, do you know what I mean? You're told um, straight up front, a man like that is uninsurable. He's a fucking pest. I love the idea that the fridge door starts beeping and as soon as it happens, you get an email telling you that your policy's invalidated <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because of a high risk that your wife will kill herself. <laughs> We've run the numbers. <laughs> your smart fridge is hooked straight up to AMI insurance. <laughs> Dude, and they know because you leave the fridge open while you're making a tuna sandwich and it's annoying. <laughs> And they're like, he's done that three times. He went in looking for that that uh, sausage in Tupperware and he left the door open. <laughs> but do, does anyone get life insurance? Like, you're out. How's it help you? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's usually reserved for the kids, right? The family. That's when you have one, get the life insurance. My dad was like, do you have a, my dad asked me if I had a will. I was like, no. He's yeah. like, you got to have a will. I was like, for, for who? He's like, what happens if you die? I was like, Where well, there's a will, there's a way. But what happens to all your stuff? I was like, I don't fucking care. What has yeah, it on fire? Who gives a shit? Dude, and that's, you go, you tell them, that's your first mistake. Getting emotionally tied to material possessions, yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lesson one, sensei, follow me. Everything is disposable, <laughs> including this interaction. I think he's finally given up on, uh, on the idea of me having kids, which is nice. He told someone You're- else that I wasn't having any children. That was like a big... Uh, no, you don't, not everyone has to have progeny. It's not a good idea. I think it's pushed way too hard. It's cultish how good it is. I think it's a bad decision for most of the population. Well, like when you're that invested in, in, uh, in continuing on the, the lineage, but then your okay. immediate descendant is like, no, I don't, I'm not having any more. Like, I'm done. Well, where, where they reject the, the family brand, the family business yeah. outright and just yeah, go, yeah. it's over. And they're like, what do you mean? Thousands of years passing on this wooden spoon. We're liquidating, motherfucker. It's all it's, it's, it's all a it's big fire sale. Everything that, must go. Imagine if he gets angry and tries to impregnate someone against you later on, like a last-minute baby to keep the name alive, like tr- trying to go through the kindling. And you're like, at 93, he tries to impregnate someone out in Thailand <laughs> to try to keep some sort of – but, dude, it's a very much – it's a cultish thing. It's a, mm. like a crypto – the crypto billionaires, because you're in there, once you have kids, you can't admit that it's flawed because it's to admit the pyramid scheme. 
Mm. So everyone's like, ah, it's beautiful. Hug the moment. How's the T-Ball? We love it. Hug is waking up at 4 a.m. for T-Ball. It's so good. But like to, <laughs> to, admit, to admit that there's downside, which there is to any decision, yeah. is apropos to accept that you're in a massive pyramid scheme, which is procreation is a pyramid scheme, but no one will do it because it's so jarring to your soul to realise that you're so deep in this Scientology scam or crypto scam. I mean, you can't admit that you wasted 18 years bringing up a, a little human. Yeah. You can't. People, it's so bad to their psychology. There's only a handful of people that go, don't do it. <laughs> it's a trap. And I respect those people. You know why? Because what I say to people is, if you have any doubt, shout. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so it's like a real shout. see something, say something. Any doubt, Dude. shout. And get the fuck out. And it's like drop, stop, drop and roll. <laughs> like you've got a shit. Any doubt, shout and get the fuck out. Yeah. Come on the out. Yeah, I told him on Sunday. I said, uh, uh, sleep is good, death is better, but bad, best is to have never been born at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he you agreed go, like, with ha- me. He agreed. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think he was like, wait, no, no, I can't, I can't agree with that. <laughs> he liked the sentiment. It was, the sentiment was too, uh, too attractive. Uh, he reacted before he realised. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, first off, you say, look, I might have kids, but first of all, I need an apology for you being stupid enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, at least agree. Your mistake, and then I'll consider making one my own. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> While you arrogantly think this worked, you can suck one. <laughs> it is very hard for people because in the later years, um, the legacy is only through procreation because all other dreams have vanished mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, have foregone. Everything else has failed. All lights, the only thing left in is the pilot light, which is the one child or the two children. Everything else you dreamt of and wrote in your dream diary has has hit roadblocks. Can can you get insurance life insurance policies out on on your own children? Like, what's the what pays off the the what pays off best if you're taking out a life insurance policy? Like, you got to think that getting one out on yourself as a uh, that's neutral. Like, that's going to be the most even odds. But like, parents, you have to pay a huge premium on on anyone over sixty. But what about like, what about your own kids? <laughs> Dude, imagine that. So you've got your two kids insured and then suddenly they're signed up for the Rottnest swim. <laughs> crossing the, crossing. <laughs> and they're doing parasailing. <laughs> they're, they're jet skiing, jet skiing out <laughs> in reefy areas. No, man, you can't. I've looked into the insurance thing. It's a very sticky area. It's hard to get any of policies. I've tried to get policies. What are you, what are you, like that's because that you have to it has to be pretty cheap. It has to be uh, very very low premiums uh, on your own kids. It, it it can't be that expensive, right? Well, because you wouldn't that your natural inclination would not to jeopardize. So, do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't think if you're an insurance broker, you're probably not having a lot of people come in with with their two fucking their, little, their toddlers going like, yeah, one on him and one on her, please. Uh yeah, we're we're doing the rotness. They signed up for the rotness swim before they were signed up for kid safe swim. Haven't <laughs> 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 done swim safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These two are so like, oh, what? Sorry, on your children. Like, yeah, they're not very sun smart. The message is never really sun. Ah, uh, dude, dude. These are the first two kids to cross the channel with armbands on. <laughs> We're going in the Guinness Book of Records, baby. They've got a, they've got armbands on that I'm inflating, and they swim. Who knows, man? But I, I think. Um, Life is short and we must look after all people here. I don't like what the Canadians have said about the homeless. They, man, they, want, they think it's fine. They think it's fine. Two, one third, just 30%, man. 33% of them all think it's absolutely fine to, to, <laughs> to offer assisted suicide to people who the only thing wrong with them is that they are homeless. That's, no, well, that's so shocking. Dark. And do you think some of them were. Do you think they ask the homeless or don't even worry? Well, if they ask the homeless. Yeah, do you think they were part of the sample? I mean, they probably did. I just don't think that that's, that's a different poll. The poll is yeah. like, do you think we should be putting these cunts down? 
I actually can't believe that that came from Canada. Anywhere else I could see it. To be fair, like 20% of respondents were fine with uh, assisted uh, suicide for to anybody for any reason. Just like if the person wants to go, Dude. but slightly more. Some people were like, well, not just for any reason. And they said, what about if they're homeless? And they were like, that's enough for me. If they- oh, dude, what, what about, have, was anyone no comment? That's who I respect. The people that go like, no comment. I'm sure, that, yeah, there would just be people who were not. Uh, My favourite survey is that. The no comment. It's the greatest. <laughs> to just go, go to the effort of responding, but not offering any <laughs> That's my favourite. To drive down to vote and just go, no comment. Well, that's the annoying thing here. You have to, you have to vote, don't you? Like even if yeah, you want, even if you want to put um, uh, put no confidence, you still got to go in. That's a real pain. We've spoken about it. I don't think you should be forced to vote. Yeah, yeah. I've never had to vote. It's been nice. All all of those Saturdays saved. If you're self aware enough to know that one, your opinion's not worth it, or or that you don't really affect change. Do you know, this is what I was saying to my dad. I'm like, why do you listen to politics? You have no impact on it. You can't influence any of it. So why do you bother? Mm. I said, when do you accept that you, do you know what I mean? When do you accept, what's the point in getting angry about the Reserve Bank of Australia? Like you don't work for them. You're not going to change anything. So just drift, lean back and drift with the tide. (laughs) Like we cannot affect any of these things. There's no point engaging with something that, but people get angry. Because they think they're relevant. They think they can go to the bowls club and influence the 12 people around them. I'm like, just accept your cage and just drift. We don't have no impact on that. All we can work out is whether we have jello or a cucumber sandwich in the retirement <laughs> villa. You know, like, what, what, what's our afternoon snack going to be? A warm milk or a chalk milk? Do you know what I mean? Just make, you know, just address what's under our influence. Mm. Tuna sandwich, tuna roll. <laughs> Park on the left, park on the right. <laughs> Mail my insurance check today. Mail it tomorrow. Depends when I'm going to kill myself. Isn't it? <laughs> Depends when I'm hanging myself. Yeah, they they uh they don't they don't like uh the questions probing on the on the suicide policy. It makes them very uncomfortable. Oh, they don't want to sell you the policy when you when you require knowledge, intimate knowledge of the procedure. This is the sort of thing they do. Like you do it, and then they'll pull you up on um. Ah, uh, actually, we needed a second witness. On, do you know what I mean? Like slight admin issues. Yeah, you yeah. sort of signed outside the box. Man, I was uh, I was just reading more about the uh, Melinda Gates divorcing Bill Gates thing. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Like there are a lot of things um, for some people. It's enough to uh, it's enough to be on on the on Jurassic Epstein Island. You know, fucking those dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, yeah. But for other people, they get off the plane and they feel a little bad about what they did, so they try to cure malaria. What's interesting is, like, they shouldn't be allowed to divorce because, like, you know how they have anti-competition uh, commission and stuff? Yeah. You know where they combine two companies or separate two companies? Yeah. They should say, like, we don't, you know, there should be impact. There's blowout giving her that much money. And they should say, actually, we don't trust... Do you know what I mean? Like what I'm saying to you is obviously it worked out well with Bezos and Melinda. They did great things with charity. But it starts to become so much money that the government should be involved and they should be doing tests and go like, there's no way you can have $8 billion in this economy. We've actually done a survey. You're a hairdresser. This is a fucking disaster. I'm like, under the Anti-Trades Commission, you have to stay together. Do you know what I mean? We cannot have... Because, you know, they won't give power. They, they won't combine two timber companies or they won't divest. Yeah, like uh, Microsoft acquiring Activision. It took months. Yeah, that's what I'm the saying. Trade Commission. They shouldn't, you shouldn't be yeah. able to separate... The European Union has to analyse the deal. Imagine if they say, look, we actually don't trust jeff in this scenario he's going to go reckless you got to stay together he's going to end up blowing it in nigeria we don't know what the fuck he's going to do do you know what i mean like you get forced to stay because it's actually significant money the government should actually be voting and say no actually you'll stay together okay for the economy do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, like, oh, look, I'm just, I'm just trying to find a riff. Here. I know. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I totally <laughs> agree with you. I totally agree with you. I just think it's funny that like 
Uh, for some people, it's enough to be on the island. But like Bill Gates, I think he felt so bad that he and he was trying to uh, he was trying to cure malaria. Like, try, but I think take, taking on something taking on something uh, of that magnitude, you don't do unless you're feeling a little bit guilty about something. Yeah, else. But, but did you actually look into because he was selling other treatments in the third world that were not FDA approvable in the US? So he was he had. He had a big investment in a company and there was um, inoculations or something that were disproved by FDA, so they were worthless. And then he pushed them on the third world for profit using their budgets. Hell yeah, dude. So, so what I'm saying is it's not as clean as you thought. He basically had things that were refused and said, this is not for human consumption. And he said, well, I think you'll find in Congo it is. I'm going to sell them for a little bit less. I don't think... He's as clear cut as you want because whatever he was peddling out there, I heard, well, one of his inoculations or immunizations or whatever the fuck he was flogging was denied by the FDA and not fit for human use. And then he flogged it through Africa to, re, uh, to return his capital. That's the conspiracy theory. It's like being out there selling, uh, selling that Ramsell thing from Mesoblast. Oh, it's, mate. Uh, do you know what I would like to do? Go out. Uh, Bill Gates selling onions and socks to Africa <laughs> Just for <right>. HIV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all walking around with um, socks on with onions crunching around. <laughs> 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 and they they can't see inside the sock, but it's just an onion in a sock that's sealed off. And they pay um, a monthly subscription for their AIDS treatment, and they wander around. What I'm saying is, all that glitters is not gold. Huh. Bill Gates has been dirty, even in, out in Africa. Little, He's a dirty, little, boy. dirty boy. He's been a dirty little weasel. Do we have to call it? We have to rob them. I think this episode should rob them. Generally, they expect an hour. We rob them of one minute. We, we, if you combine one minute on every Patreon episode for the next year, we get back a day of our lives. <laughs> We'll rob Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> Why don't you want us to go for the for the next ten seconds? Well, I just like the thought of someone looking up and seeing that it's fifty nine, fifty eight, fifty seven, and then finding out what the break point is forty three, and then it's a thirteen minute episode where they go, "All right, well that's fucking bullshit." He's now just talking about the clock again. Twelve minutes, twelve minutes to go. Twelve thirty, no, twelve forty. We had, we had some good bits on this one, man. Um, get get mate. Doing the uh, doing the odds on your insurance policy. Oh well, the insurance is all right, but I think we have done that before because I'm sure I spoke about the the guy they tried to kill behind the bins. But we've never done getting insurance. I do like the thought of um, not being able to get being accused of a murder for nagging. <laughs> manslaughter. But behind the bins, what was the thing behind the bins? Where they took out. The, the pub drunk and they managed to get an insurance policy on him and then they proceeded to buy him drinks oh, and yeah, try to fuck him did, up. Maybe we did speak about that briefly. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of those audience have left if the numbers or anything go by. So Dude, I told fresh- you that those numbers are fucked, man. And then you were like, no, I believe the numbers. And then I told I sent you the uh I sent you the stats, man. Like, which is it? Either either the Matt and Shane bump was twelve people. Or the numbers are incorrect. Like which yeah, what, one? What, are we mean, what are we meant to do, though? Like, it's like um, when you're on diet and they go, wonder drug, you're going to lose weight. You go on it for a month and you weigh yourself and you're 14 kilograms heavier. <laughs> and they're like, hey, continue with this uh, fairy floss diet. And you're like, well, I fucking hate this. I want to <laughs> see results. I want, you know, if I'm taking dick extension pills, the dick mustn't be shrinking. (laughs) They go, it shrinks to start. We sent you the wrong one. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm like, (laughs) by four inches. A huge recall as the dick extension pill company accidentally sent out the dick shrinky pills. Imagine that. Your four inch, it becomes a one inch, and they go, it's like a butterfly. It withers and dies, and then it grows from it. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, dude? My four inch is a one inch. <laughs> dude, I would love that. That was like the, the classic billionaire that made money and then had dick extension surgery and died on the table before he got to spend any of the money. That's the classic tale. But what dick classic magic- tale? What are you talking about? 
There's a guy that made a millions, and the first thing he did was to try to fix his dick. It had obviously been a big problem, and he died on that table. <laughs> he died from the surgery. <laughs> Man, he never got the money. If you made millions of dollars, what? Like the first, your first action should not be to fix something uh, that, like, to fix something for other people. You know, now you have the millions of dollars. Who cares what your dick looks like? It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't pretty yourself up. When you've yeah. got, when you have all the money, that's for others, man. You pay people to wear magnifying glasses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. <laughs> oh, they go like, why has she got bottle rim glasses? Her eyes look huge, and you go, so does my dick. <laughs> it's the emperor's new clothes, man. Suddenly, tiny dicks are in. Oh yeah, but you have got people around you who are like, what are you talking about? I love little t- little packers. Little packers dude. are my favorite, man. The smaller, the better. That is true. If Elon Musk basically uploaded a dick pic, it was a little gerbil, little just little a little weird. a little corkscrew thing. One of like one of the like a duck's cock. And he just goes, "What of it? What you gonna do?" You know what I mean? If he just basically wandered around and then, do you know, he came in to launch the new um, space cadet Tesla or whatever that new van is, and he and he just stopped wearing pants. And at the launch, he's in a turtleneck with his tiny dick out. <laughs> and he does a little dribbly wee. He's do- uh, is he weeing? He's weeing as he announces it. And there's little drops of wee coming out of his tapeworm dick. <laughs> and he just walks off. And he just farts and walks off. And you're just like, why are you so rich? No one would complain. Would anyone complain? The reason I'm so rich? Because of my little corkscrew cock. That's why. Dude, if he became like Pooh Bear, he just wandered everywhere without pants on. He's on the Joe Rogan experience and he just, you go, sorry, hey, you have to clean up that leather because he's just been sitting without pants on, on Joe Rogan's handbag or whatever the fuck Joe's into. But you know what I mean? Imagine if... If, you, if um, a rich billionaire just decided to stop wearing pants and became the true emperor's guide, Pooh Bear, Elon Musk just on um, 60 Minutes, and you're like, he's fucking, you've got to blur out his tiny little penis. <laughs> That's so good. Man, if you had that much money, why, like... I wouldn't dress. Why would you be uh, uh, going to another person's uh, like billion dollar sex island. Why wouldn't you have your right. own? It's very weird. It's like, uh, you, well, if, you, if you're that rich, why are you renting out a sex island instead of having your own sex island? Secondhand think, sex island. Dude, I think there's, um, there's some joy in, in... In the camaraderie? Having someone else... Well, someone else... You know, like, it's like uh, where you don't have to do the clean-up. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to... You, don't, you, you get on someone's boat, but you don't have to clean it after the, the session. <laughs> Do you, know what I mean? you don't have to hang around and put cold water on all the the holes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I reckon there are a bunch of billionaires who are like, like when they saw Epstein uh, like being hauled off, they were turning to the person next and going, "This is why I have my own sex island. This is why. Uh, this dude, is why you don't rent sex island." No, what do you mean? They would have been billionaires going, I guess I don't have to return that library book. That, I've got that one out of life. Yeah, yeah, there would have been them too, but there would have been other ones who have been going like, like or calling, they would have been calling up Bill or the other Bill or whoever and going, I told you, I told you buy your own sex island. Don't, oh, be, don't be taking 10 days off to go to someone else's sex island. I just, I can't stop getting images of Elon Musk Looking like Pooh Bear wandering around with his pants off and just basically just shitting where he walks. Just do whatever he wants. And he looks like Humpty Dumpty with that barrel chest and he's got that little tapeworm dick and he just wanders, wanders for SpaceX launch and he's just got no pants on. Just walking and he, around. Dude, and if anyone mentions it, they lose their job. So no one's allowed to say anything. And he becomes the true emperor's clothes back. That... Emperor's clothes peg or whatever the fucking Emperor's saying is. Emperor's new clothes. Emperor's new new groove with David Spade. Imagine Donald Trump and he's voted in president and he's, they're all in, all the billionaires are like Winnie the Poohs. Uh. <laughs> no one can say anything or you lose your superannuation benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and human beings are like, just like, oh, I feel so worthless because most of the powerful people, the Gates, just wander around with pants on. 
It's the true status is when you can just wear pant, you wear you go pantless, and no one can say anything about it. That's when you know you're that's a, that's the Bugatti. That's the true Lamborghini. <laughs> is to walk into and, and do the, you know, pitching of the first ball at the New York Knicks game and you've got no pants on and no one's allowed to boo or react. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding fifth. 